everybody listens, but it's not for everybody, because it's not for the masses. Hi, I'm Hope. This is Theo. Gerald. It's Tevin. Hey, y'all, it's Brian. Welcome to the dinner table. Hey. Hey, y'all. We have these watermelon Kool-Aid cocktails that we have tonight that Hope and Theo blessed us with, uh, courtesy of Brian for the uh, summer watermelon Ciroc. Uh, Which is delightful, by the way. It's a little sweet to me. It's okay. It's really watermelon. Yeah, it's okay. It's It's summer watermelon. Maybe the winter watermelon is not as sweet. I think coconut may be my favorite. Huh. Coconut's trash. Mango. 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 Is it coconut the original? If I do Ciroc, it's going to be the pineapple. Pineapple's good. Um, Everything else. But I only do Ciroc like mixed with something. Like I can't drink it straight. I don't either. But you got to rock with the classic too, which is like red berry. Oh, we take it all the way back. Yeah, all the way back. Ooh, Wait, is that 2007 right? at least. I thought, the, I thought the first one was the blue the one. Blue which one, which is just regular. regular. It's regular. That's right. classic. So cheers to, uh, we need something. To us. So cheers to us and to yourself on this lovely day. Plastic. So um, we were discussing this amazing book by the amazing uh, Robin Crawford. Um you guys don't know gerald here is a huge fan of whitney the late uh, great the late great uh, there you go um i mean she deserves that she does she absolutely She's does late, she absolutely great. does i'm sorry the fanage is just the versatility like when you go back yeah. and watch those clips yes just from yes. singing with her mother and her brother oh, to yeah. Ah, it's right, just to the Super astounding, Bowl. almost oh, yeah. overwhelming. Absolutely, oh, yeah. it really yeah. is. I think her the gifting. Super Bowl, that was the national anthem she yes. sang? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson did have a better one, but hey. Okay, what? so it's a little early to introduce really Jennifer Hudson right into now? a Whitney Houston conversation. But we were talking about Robin. No, we were talking about Robin and we were talking about Whitney, yes, so I'd like I'm to sorry, get back yes. to that. What I love about this um, book is that it really, as a Whitney Houston fan, it gives me a different perspective um, for from some of the key moments in her life as... Um, experienced by her dear friend and so it was just to me um she clarified a lot of her relationship with whitney in the book so if you would care to read it you can find out exactly how you could categorize Brian. it um but it how was ultimately a book about friendship and that's the part that i value the most and most people in their life you know want a gale to their oprah i mean robin to a whitney is a pretty powerful thing too so i think we really need to examine that relationship but she was fantastic. The book was great. Um, I really appreciated it, and I came off with a different perspective of Whitney Houston and what she experienced and what she really sacrificed for fame. So it was a, a great, great read. So read that. Do you think the book changes everyone's view of Whitney? I think it does, and I think positively, and not, not necessarily for the intimate relationship that she shared with Robin. I think it was there was with any superstar with anybody i mean it's the way people perceive you right so if certain people see you a certain way or if you're marketed a certain way then it's when you become more of your authentic self it's difficult to navigate the world because they want you to be a certain way i only asked that because i kind of felt like, felt like it was a little self-serving you know you know like she robert's getting paid from the book she's you know um it's about her at this point in time she did wait a while which is good but now it's kind of about her but because it does paint whitney in, in a different light not a bad not a negative or even a more positive light just a different light than people may have ex- may have known and or experienced right i think that also takes takes 
the self-serving part kind of away a little bit. I think um, I think this is where it doesn't get self-serving in the sense that so when they lived their lives in the public, Robin was constantly badgered by the press and she was, you know, um, lots of rumors and other things. And she never spoke out about it because part of and you if you read the book, she talks about how she felt like she was an extension of Whitney Houston as her friend and as a protector. And so she never spoke out about the rumors about any of those other things because, you know, it just wasn't appropriate. Or at the time, it wouldn't take Whitney where she needed to go. And that would always be the story. And so that's why she changed the narrative. But now, after Whitney's death and her daughter's death, she, I think, has the right to share her experience from her perspective if it protects and upholds, well, not even if that, but to protect and uphold the legacy of her friendship with Whitney Houston. I think we focused on so many other aspects of it. That was the saving grace, is that it was about friendship, protection, loyalty, um, ride or die. And I think all of us, you know, at a certain point, long for a type of relationship like that. And I mean, not an intimate relationship with someone, but a ride or die, our true friend. And I don't think it's self-serving if it's the legit truth. I mean, it's her truth. It's yeah, her, her experience. It's her, her truth, truth for profit. Because yeah. she well, could, she could have given her truth for free, but she chose to do it for profit. Right? Well, it's 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 a huge story. I mean, right. I and I and I hear that I think because some, if she doesn't monetize off of it, somebody well, should, people somebody have profited else from her story. Yeah, without her consent, right? And so this is me telling you my version of my truth. Um, and because of who she is and who she who she's in in um in relations with Whitney Houston, this is not something that will not get monetized. Like if, if she would have done a live right. stream on Facebook with, with no money, Someone somebody would have picked it up and, and, and it would have, would have, would have made some money. I just, you know, so, we, we just have to also realize that some things that we do doesn't matter how nice or, so, or how pleasing it might be. Sometimes what we're doing is self-serving but, or, or, or there's a selfish component to things that we do. Like even giving gifts, giving gifts and doing things like that, that is um, self-serving. But what's wrong with that though? I didn't say anything was wrong with it. So I don't, but so you, you trying to make the distinction that it should be acknowledged for what it is, as opposed to what, it. what the intentions were. So my thing is it could very well be her intentions to shed a light on her friendship and the legacy of Whitney Houston, as well as, you know, so it's not exclusive one or the other, but I mean, why wouldn't, like I said, the world has profited from my story. Why wouldn't I profit? And that may fuel an opportunity for me to share more about my friend's legacy. So it just depends. And I mean, a, but everything we do is so. And a lot of it was, cl- a lot of it can, can help with clearing up a lot of the negative stuff about Whitney. Right. One of the other things that drew me to her story was how poised she is in telling it or conveying it. And she's very level-headed. She's very cool about, you know, her experience, whether you believe it or not. And like, even when she did one of the talk show, uh, talk shows that, you know, Whitney, uh, and that host completely disagreed about everything, but she went there and she kept her cool, and she did her thing. Wait, I can't. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it because I know I said silent trooper. I know I said it. So you don't have to say wait and all that other stuff. But just yeah. Keep, just, no, I know. I wanted to make silence. it a moment. I did. You didn't have to make it a moment. I That's did. Fine. I did. That's fine. We're all grown. Exactly. So you should have known better. So I did like what you said about. Um, Don't even remember. Yeah, about uh, people right. in the spotlight <laughs> as celebrities, and you know them living their own truth and being who they are, and not, you know, dimming lights, yada yada yada, so on and so forth. Um, so that brings me to the whole Lizzo thing. As we all remember, a few weeks ago, she attended the Lakers game. Well, I was taking that off, so. And uh, she had her backside cut out 
um, of her skirt or shorts or pants or whatever it was and her thong in full view. And I'm saying that was inappropriate. And you disagree because you're saying that's who she is and we're trying to censor her. And that's some of what she said too, but she was just like, oh, but everybody can kiss my ass and all that great stuff. But my thing is time and place. So we're not saying that you can't be you. Um, you know, you can wear something skimpy without your ass hanging out and still be who you are. But if that's the definition of skimpy for me, if what Lizzo did... But it's not because that's not what you wear on a, on a daily basis. It's, it's, I'm just, she wears stuff like that all the time. That's I, who she is. But, nah. Come no, on she now. wears short I things. She don't wear what stuff with her ass on, out. I think it was appropriate for a swimming pool, a beach... Whatever. Or on a stage. Game, or on a stage. Even at that, that's perfect. But to be in an arena in public chairs, first off, it's the hygiene is what's about. So well, I'm assuming she had on a coat. There's no way she walked so in. Just are we, are we, no, well, but she walked in just like that. You can see from the video, she walked in. Somebody was videotaping her walking in. She was sitting there and she got up and she started twerking. And she sat right back down. It was just like, oh, well, one, I hope, I hope your butt is That's interesting right. to me because you're very, you know... Uh, eccentric and uh, free flowing in your dress. Yeah, and and we always don't feel like you know sometimes it's appropriate, but it's but it but it is who you are. Right, and so I, I think that he's uh, also not walking around with his nipples out. Wasting <laughs> time. Like, what about men at football games that take their shirt off and their nipples are showing? Is it not? Is, is it is it inappropriate there? Sure. If the person, if Hope wanted to go to a football game and take her shirt off, and somebody had something to say, I about won't. It, then... I never will. Sure. Unless I get that six pack. <laughs> I support you, Lizzo. I support Lizzo. I'm too. not saying I don't, I don't support well, her. I'm, I'm just support saying her. there's love, a time and place. I love her boldness. I love her. I think. I think openness. this. I think it's self-expression, right? Whether I agree with her or not, I probably wouldn't express myself that way, right? It's a public venue now. She did not have a camera to put on herself, right? So think about the stage, the platform. Well, I feel like did. I she feel like did. when she put this on, she was like, "Oh, I'm about to go out here and kill it." And she had her friend recorded while she was backstage walking into That's the. That's fine, but I'm talking about what we all saw on the in the media, like from the yeah, we saw her arena, and we saw her twerking in the arena, right to her song, right. So she was she was wilding out because she heard herself being played in that arena, and. She did what she does probably on stage. Right. So she and she was it was they her gave song, her stage. so she was right. actually performing. And they gave her a camera. And there are probably some people who don't agree with what she had on. Was it the BT Awards when she was playing her flute? Like even that was a little right. like No, I love that because it's, it's I didn't like, watch it. I don't watch BT. Well, but I mean, she just didn't have something sitting in the crack of her ass. No, at that but point. it goes but back to the time and the place was, of everything. But again, somebody could still say that wasn't even right for that. Like why should she right. be doing that? But yeah. I mean, again, I support her. Now, any size woman, you would say this is—that's what I was gonna say. Like, is it, or is it just is Lizzo it and her because size? Because she's no, a plus size woman. This particular part, and and with the no. Laker thing, I think it was any woman, any woman who's out there, because I think that is the double standard that we're giving so her so much attention because she is a full-figured woman. But I think like. For this specific thing, I think anyone I no, would have said, "Oh, I you're think, sitting your ass on listen, that chair like I that." I think the experience would be a lot different, and the story oh, would be different would. had it been someone who wasn't full figure, like a smaller. And yeah, I think that's yeah. the real problem with yeah. this. And we talked about this earlier: is that she is confident unapologetically, mm -hmm. and I feel like you know people are punishing her for being free and saying, "You know what? Forget y'all. Yeah. I don't even care what you think about it. It's mine. I'm gonna yeah. do this. I'm in this arena. That's my song. You put the camera on me. That's what Square I do. Round. Deal with it. I don't really care." 
I don't want to see your ass crack. And I didn't want my, if I had my daughter there, like I wouldn't want my daughter seeing her ass crack. Yeah. And, and I think that for me and as a parent, I think that those situations always um, provide an opportunity for a broader conversation with my children about what we think is appropriate and, and inappropriate. Because I mean, where would you go if everything that you thought was, you know, inappropriate, like well, you, you wouldn't go anywhere. You couldn't even go to the supermarket for some of the stuff that you see. So do you think that was all a publicity stunt? I think most of these things that these celebrities right. are doing yeah. are publicity stunts, like straight Which, up. Especially in the age of social media where so many things are uh, factored by your likes and your following. Um, and going viral is the new standard for any fucking thing these days. Like, I, I do believe that there's an element to that, that a lot of this stuff is staged uh, intentionally for people to profit and to benefit. Cheers to Lizzo. We support you and we love you here at the at the dinner table. Come join us anytime you're ready. Yes, blame it on my Come juice. Cheers. Yeah, Lizzo. Well, I do want to talk about uh, black excellence or black excellence, right? It shouldn't be a thing. Well, Why can't black people just be excellent? Well, Queen black, and yeah, you, know, people, well, you know what? I don't like comparing myself to... Mm. I like the fact that, yes, I like black excellence. Black and I, excellence. And I want them to know that half this stuff came from us. So, wait, we are the there's excellence. a thing called black excellence? It's called it's black excellence. I don't like it. It's like a little hashtag. No, no. These are the things that bug me about blacks. Like, why can't we just be black excellent? Like, why we got to merge words that don't make sense? But why not? I mean, it's a. Because it's, it's dumb. It's not well, a word. Well, well I mean. Ooh, when you're when you're when you're, when you're outside of the millennial generation, you know sometimes I mean things may seem like why are they doing this or whatever, but that doesn't make it. Uh, it's all for social media. It's just it's all for right. social media. Social no. just we're, we're in a ha- we're but in the realm is, of this is why I like it hashtags and I like it because black people have been created for so long, right? <laughs> so we're given words, and black people are like you know what that's fine, but this is what we want to say. Like I feel like exactly. black people know the difference between black and excellent do they because it goes so i have some students who may not and if we're really out there trying to teach these babies um and a lot of people in general so can you spell it for me please b l a c k e l l Wrong. Is this to hide it from the master the so he don't find They're us because he's not going to type in black excellence? He's not going to type in black excellence? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> For real. Why, why are we doing that? I feel like we're adding a swag to it. Like, honestly, I ah. feel like black people have been, like I said, creative. We take add things swag that are not BL excellence. excellence. <laughs> so there was a misspelling. Black excellence. So there was oh, okay. more than just an A removed. Okay, sorry. This is clearly not black excellence. <laughs> but I digress. Okay. But okay, again, so that, I don't, I don't like it. It's um, like the N word. It's like no, it's not. It's like the word irregardless, which was not a word, and now it is a word. But people of the younger generation, actually, I can't even put that on the young people because old people were saying that too. To. Yeah, like, yeah, but it was used the, so much. Now it's a word. Till uh, Beyonce put it in the song, and they're like, oh, maybe it is a word. She and now it's a word. Irregardless. Yeah. Irregardless. So I thought she put. I know she put conversate in a song. Oh, that's what it was. That's conversate. What it was conversate. Yeah. Here's an example of blexcellence, in my opinion. So y'all know about the pageant winners. It was Miss America, Miss Teen USA, Miss USA, Miss Universe, and Miss World, all you know, um, minorities. Yes. 
brown skin melon brown poppin'. skin melon you know melon pop, popping pop, pop. women how do you feel about that i think it's awesome you know but some people feel like it was kind of fixed what's not to love no i mean it's great but i don't see how i can see how people think it's spelling. fixed i love it for mm. the publicity i love it either way it but i do it does seem a little strange that all these does black it? women won one one time i mean it and it, we can't even win oscars and emmys and exactly. stuff like that and these Caucasian pageants, right, pageants like mm, right. Think about so media. It, what are we being looks, distracted from? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, and maybe it is like a distraction. The fact that shows like you know, or they just had good talent and no, but cute shows like Golden Globes and Oscars are yet yeah. once again, <laughs> you know, uh, forgetting music. people uh, are forgetting black shows within the nominations and stuff like that. So this could be a huge distraction from that. But this is what I think, which is but what, either way, shows. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure. Either way, I I love this though. I love. That black people are women. I'm like Issa, uh, Issa Rae, team black people all the time. So. I'm rooting for everybody black. Black everything. I think for me, it's like we talk about the awards and we talk about how you know, um, with this push. Regardless, I think that see, I didn't say irregardless. Yeah, I thank think you. that, like much much like Beyonce did with creating art, right, and not focused on charts or awards, and you notice this in the latter part of her career. Um, and I think just the freedom and I think that's one of the things that again black people like ascribing to win these awards that um, that other people have deemed important like you know your Oscars like all of these things and it's like I think not until it becomes a movement within the artist realm that you know what this is not why we do this so I'm not even competing or vying for that um, and, and come up with our own standards of what success looked like, right? So now we're trying to play by some rules that were set by some people who never wanted us to win. But she played those rules. Right. You played for as long as you have to. And then I think... Well, you, when she reached the level That of, she didn't need them. Not, not need them, but I think it's like... Right. She's like, benefited. I'm here. Like, right. I'm at the right. top. Like, right. And so I thank you all. And I'm done playing this game. So I don't need 25 number one singles because you already know. Like, look back. Right, because right, I played the game for right. 16 years. And now I'm just going to do it the way I want to. Now, my other viewpoint opinion is that all of these pageant shows, why why are we allowing yeah. women to be up on the stage and being viewed? And That's good. I, I don't like any of it. I don't. I just want to say that too, but I am happy and I'm proud that these black queens have taken over. Yay. That's interesting. Um, because I just thought about that, like we don't see Mister Mr. Universe, Mister Universe. Um, well, and, building. Building. and then we also don't see other... a Lizzo-sized woman winning these. Patterns. They don't compete. I mean, because, because it's kind of fixed, and they know they're not going to win. I'm sure they're like at the beginning stages. I'm sure there are some quote unquote average bodies or quote unquote thicker women who show up, but they just don't get picked. So I mean, that goes back into the whole. What are we normalizing, or the shape that you know society has normalized? Yeah. Kenya Moore bought her body after she won. Ooh, I don't, I don't really like her, but <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> about that. So I, yeah, I don't like what? Really what did that. she purchase? But oh, tits. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> tits. <laughs> A new nose. Are her eyes real, or are those contacts? Anybody know? Oh my God! Stop with the color contacts, please, everybody. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember wearing 
Pelican. I mean, at one like, point they were like I the remember, thing. Yeah, it, I remember. It, I thought at you were one point, say at one point you wore them. No. Okay, thank you. I wasn't remember. I wanted them. That doesn't surprise me. That had, doesn't surprise me at all. Definitely had a gray color and I had a hazel color. I wanted hazel. Yeah, yeah I had hazel and I had mm-hmm. gray. But you could get them uh, for very cheap in Miami at the Swap Me. <laughs> they gave them to you like, yep. in you DC, got your two contacts. And then you can get them at the Stadium Armory back when they had, you know, the little uh, pop-up shops outside. Uh, at Stadium Armory? Yeah. Oh, cool. What did that stem from? Why did you want these colored contacts? Right. Why did you like, want Like, what's that about? Thing? Because um, you were cute if you had light eyes. Yeah, I yeah. think that was it. So why people with why, light why, why, eyes why? stand out, and they are liked because people are drawn to them because of the color of their eyes. And they don't see them much. But exactly. Why pierce it's your different. ears? Right. Why pierce your nose? You know, why wear lipstick? It's because you want to appear. You're covering up, or you're adding. You're adding. Um, well, just like uh, Little Richard wait, said, no. you're supposed to add a little touch Hold on, to wait it. Wait a minute. Because <laughs> what are we covering? Go ahead. Right. <laughs> no. <clears throat> I, when my you, ears are pierced, and I did not do that to cover anything. Right. Exactly. But, but you're 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 enhancing your image, and so so you're you're you are covering up your 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 bare image because enhancing. When you, yes, you are enhancing your image. When women wear makeup, when they when 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 men put uh, lip balm on sometimes, and we, or we wear earrings. I put lip balm on because uh, when right, we get, because it's when necessary. We, when we wear glasses when we don't need them because you can't see. Okay. It's a sex right. Accessorizing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But it's the it's to you know appear you know it's character, it's interest, image. right? It's visual interest on your face. I think I was maybe leaning more towards what marketing has done as far as what you view right. as cute or handsome or right. beautiful, and what they do that to, to us. They put certain you know skin tones or body types in front of us and say this is what will be successful and they shove it down um, our throats for years and years and years and you believe it and we believe it so being that we're in this holiday season um we took the the child to get uh christmas pictures right and we specifically wanted a black santa Mm -hmm. Uh, a blanta Oh, we're oh, not doing it. Is it too soon? <laughs> uh, is it too soon? <laughs> Wait, is that it? Because, okay. no, like, would it be, uh... yeah, I don't know how you would do that. I don't like Blanta, though. Well, you don't have to like it. It sounds it just... like, mm-mm. Yeah. That one doesn't really work. Yeah. So, anyway, um, and <laughs> we found one. <sighs> Yay. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. Black Which Santa. was a step up from last year, because last year, Black Santa was trash. And so my thing is, what are you guys' opinion on having representation in like Santa Claus, having him be black? And with that, do they wear their own beards? Do we have them dye their beards? Do they wear these cotton, silky, white uh, things that you can really tell that they've put put on their face? Like. I, so, one, I wonder if that matters, if it has to be a natural gray, like if that lends to the experience or enriches it in some kind of a way. Um, but are we now requiring something from Black Santa that won't require from any other Santa? Um, well, I'm saying, like, we have people, and that's the, the one thing that I do like about um, black people is that, like, when we have uh, a generation that grows white hairs. And it looks really nice. So 
why then would you buy this silky white cotton thing and put on your face? Why so not? Maybe you don't have enough beard. Well, right. I think that's the assumption that you'll find someone who fits the character who would want to do it, and that might not be the case. I might have a nice full white beard as a black man, and I'm not interested in your kid sitting on my lap telling me what they want for Christmas, right? So okay. I think it's a matter of... So does of it have to be white at all? The beard? Yeah. No, I think they're... I think they're Just Santa like Claus... What well, Santa Claus is well, a you. mythical creature right yeah. he's not like a real well he's a person he's oh, not a creature. He's a creature well i mean like he's i know he's lived he's a long a time musical. that's a creature he's yeah. a human. <laughs> <laughs> so santa claus i think he's a figment of our imagination is what i wanted to say okay, okay. and so i think there are no limits within my imagination <laughs> why do you look for a black Santa? Like, why look for a black? Why? Santa? Because for so long, because I've not seen myself right, represented is... in that in that scenario. Like, I have kids. I took them to um, specifically two years ago. I wanted to go to have a black Santa experience, and so we had to. I googled black Santa, right? And I mean, we went to um, to the place, and it was it was a great experience. There was a long line of people who were brown. There were mostly brown people. But I think it's it, it's important because I didn't see a whole lot of other people in the line to take a picture with him. <clears throat> when we did see him, we called him Willie Claus, though. We Why? did I, just Why because Willie? I felt like his name was Willie. Like after, you know, waiting in the line and seeing him interact with the other children, I was like, this is not a Santa Claus. This is a Willie Claus. So playing devil's advocate. Play it. Does everything have to be black? So every mythical creature. But does everything every have to be white? Person? I'm just saying balance and diversity and representation. I have a few things to say about this. I mean, should it just this. be a Ooh, fat man in a suit? A lot to unpack. That's no, a lot no, to and unpack. and in my mind right now, so much is happening. First of all, why are we still continuing to take our kids to sit on Santa's lap? Well, yeah, that pedophile is perverted stuff. But anyway, no. But beyond that, it's only leading to now Santa gonna be bringing my kids some some presents. And so now I got to go to the store. Half people can't even afford the stuff. There you go. And now we buying it all because this Santa. This creature, like, why are we still playing creature. into that? First. Number two, <laughs> creature. Are we, is anyone advocating for the Hispanic Santa or the Nigerian Santa? Like, I feel like let's stop being this separate stuff and just F Santa as a whole. Save your money. Or let Santa be Santa? Whatever. Well, like who is Santa? Santa? Who is it? Exactly. white man with white exactly. beard. Right, which is and so, but or no, celebrate the real reason for the season. He's a guy who brings <laughs> gifts during this during the, the December season. No, but you no. Know, to think about it, Santa has always been a white, heavy set man with a white beard. Because who said right exactly. the white man? But and whoever invented right. Santa, exactly. who right. Right. Which clearly wasn't a clearly wasn't a black well, why man. Why would he right. fall out to the white man? All them four hundred years trying to get away from the white, white man. Now we want to do what everything the white man saying. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, Santa, like you said, is a mythical character. So whoever created Santa is a is what he created. Just like whoever, like Incredible Hawk. Hawk is a mythical character. He's a green man. And so, like, we don't need black people to be like, oh. Oh, he turns black now because of black excellence, no. you know? But it's, it's not like, like certain things we can just leave what listen, they are. Like. A Hulk is not tied to the culture like Santa Claus. He's not. So I don't know if that's a valid comparison. 
No, uh, we're talking about it, it does, so. So that's the part we have to get out of what it's tied to, because at the end of the day, there's still well, two that's mythical what we're characters. About, representation. Right. So there's still two mythical characters. But he's how green. we like, reverence he's them. He's not white. How we reverence them is our fault. But are there how other we green people? Them is our like, are there? Where the green people saying, "Hey, we want more representation like the no, Hulk"? But just there are and no there, was that, there was diversity in mutants because you know mutants had different colors. Oh, I know mutants, yeah. they had different colors. How so. we reverence these mythical characters. Is on us. We teach no. our kids that there is a Santa. We teach our kids that Santa looks like this, you know. But at the end of the day, truth and mythological, like that's what that's what we're going off of right now. Santa is mythological. He he's a truth myth. Like it's he's not real. Whatever the word is. What's the word? Myth, mythological. Mythological. Tell me what the word is. So I can punch it in. <laughs> mythical. Oh, sorry. Santa is mythical. <laughs> you know. And then there are there there the things that are true, (laughs) but it's how we reference them. No, but this is the thing. If I teach my daughter that Santa Claus, every Santa Claus she's seen has been black, Mm -hmm. and then we go to a mall and there's a white Santa, which would cause a crisis in belief for her because this man is dressed like somebody I know, but it don't look like the person that I know. And then she grows up to believe that Santa's not real at all. That's not the point. That's not the point that you were making. The point that I'm making, but because I'm saying is, as a father of a black girl, that. I will take her to the mall, and she's going to grow up thinking that Santa Claus. So it's not. So, so now every so school, to Brian's point, to Brian's point, everything has to. Many kids already. She doesn't. I'm saying, but to Brian's point, experiencing Santa because this society is, this tells is what, us that's what we have to do because it's prevalent, right? So there's no way we're going to go through a Christmas season without introducing santa into some conversation whether it's what we see out whether she experiences at school so at some point she's going to encounter a santa claus mm-hmm. okay. whether i want to or not right. Okay. right and so my thing is in terms of controlling a narrative or um, taking an opportunity to highlight diversity within my own experience so that she's exposed to seeing people who look like her which would lead me to a search for a black santa or for other opportunities or experiences for my children to see themselves in others doing and not like this one-sided representational I never see a person of color doing this and so it's not that they can now not do it because they didn't see it it's just that much more difficult for sometimes for people to believe that they can become those things I guess Brian. it's still all about what's kind of being fed in to her like while something might be happening at school, other kids could be talking about Santa. She could just be like, oh, all right, y'all talking about Santa and, and ignore know, that. Based just on how like I'm raised, Santa isn't real. Or yeah, like, and, yeah and, and there are a lot of parents who are, are hardcore right, exactly. about teaching their children from the get like, hey, ain't no Santa, boss. Right. Right. Matter of fact, it's none of this ain't either. No and this is what this is. Right. Exactly. No matter what those kids say in school, exactly. this is how we rock it. Now, you don't have to diss them for what they believe in. Right. Let it be. Right. But otherwise, we're going to keep this thing moving right. straight up. I don't think I'm persuading her one way or the other. It's not like we're saying that Santa Claus is coming to our house to deliver your gifts. Like we're, we're not on that whole. Thank Santa you for vibe. that. Thank right. you. We're just on. This is a part of this experience. Mm-hmm. And this is what you'll see as a representation. Like you'll see a tree or like you'll see gifts. You'll see, you know, this character. And you so explain Hanukkah and Kwanzaa to her. as So well? we have not. Okay. Um, because to be honest with you, like growing up, I wasn't exposed to much about those experiences either. And so I, I don't know if it's not, you know, it's just a matter of doing research as a family mm-hmm. to talk about other traditions that other families may have, which is, again, diversity opportunity. 
Um, but honestly, it's like sometimes I think we caught in our own bubble and we, we teach our children what's important to us without a broader understanding of other cultures or so that there is some level of understanding. I love black people. Yeah. I love black people. Some of my favorite we people are black. Economy. And we, black women? We can. Let's, let's give we them do. their props. We can. We I do. don't think we do, but no, we can. We do. I, I don't think we do. I don't think we do. Well, I think that... Um, we definitely can. It goes if we into it. the uh, disadvantage that we have of managing money and financial stability and knowing about these things and how that is not passed down and shared between generations. So you have generation after generation of black family mismanaging funds, um, struggling and still yet trying to as people used to say when i was growing up keep up with the joneses but when do we when do we manage funds well when we had our whole little town Listen, that they burnt I was down say, if we were able to uh, develop the whole quote-unquote black wall street i think there are people yeah. who actually knew how to rock money and there are wealthy there's a wealthy section of black america is there not yes but when we actually re- realize how great we are, that's when we're really yeah. powerful. When we're unified and we realize how great we, we yeah. actually are. But everything isn't for the masses. So That was a good plug. You yeah. right. Was smooth. Very smooth. smooth Brian. Made up for several comments that weren't so smooth tonight, but we're grateful. Amen. I think we take hold to something, an idea, and we make it our own. Mm-hmm. Black Twitter black excellence you know what i'm saying like all of those little things where it's undeniably black and and it's flavored in a way that just speaks to our creativity as a group of people and i think that's what i love about being black honestly is like black people just be making a dollar out of 15 cent for real Mm -hmm. you know and i mean and not just a, a regular dollar it'd be lit i mean just they know how to do it you know Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the point of our show where we talk about those people who do stupid shit. It's called You're a Jerk. Carol Sanchez. For you to make everybody think that you were um, kidnapped and abducted. You're You're a a jerk. jerk. To the lady who stood up um, after the airport landed trying to get to the gate and no one else had gotten up before her. You're You're a a jerk. jerk. To the one that left me off the emails but didn't think I was going to find out. You're a jerk. To the lady who cut me off today as I was trying to merge on the 495 coming up 210. You're a jerk. To my tire that's still sitting <laughs> off of exit nine on the bellway. Guess what? You're a jerk. Listen, thank you guys for tuning in to the Not For The Masses podcast. Feel free to like, comment, and subscribe to all of our social media. Share with your friends. Tell a friend and tell a friend to tune in. Till next time, you are excused from the dinner table.